Uh, hey, you get up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is try to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you awake, whether it's thinking, feeling, changes in schedule, routine, you know, physical stuff, stuff you're going through, noises, or, you know, something totally different than what I'm talking about, or something baffling. Sometimes I can't sleep because it's baffling, and sometimes I'm baffled because I can't sleep. Uh, but whatever it is, I, I'm going to try to do, do this with the safe place. I'm going to try to take your mind off of it. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night here. I'm going to use super creaky dulcet tones tonight, which I'll kind of explain why it plays into this baffling sleep thing. Uh, but the whole idea is, you know, take your mind off stuff, tell you a little story. I mean, tonight will be about Metastas News, a Colombian version of Breaking Bad. So I'll go through this intro, then I'll do a little bit of a story based on some of the Spanish words I looked up when I was watching the Colombian remake of Breaking Bad. It'll be a story. It won't be, it'll be in Spanish and English, but just I don't speak Spanish. I'm trying to learn. And believe me, I'm the last person that would make fun of the Spanish language. I lived in, I happened to get to live in East Los Angeles for a year. And particularly Mexican-American culture is very important to me. So, uh, uh, but, but, but not, not important enough to overcome my dyslexia and learn Spanish. So I guess I'm, you know, I'm far from perfect. Uh, but, you know, I'd love to, I, I guess... It's still working on learning Spanish, but I'll make up a story based on the Spanish words I looked up. Then I'll go through the episode of Metastas News. And then after that, I'll go through the uh, corresponding episode of Breaking Bad, because it's, it's a shot-for-shot shot remake. But believe me, it'll be toned down and sleepy, and I'll take a lot of meanders and breaks. But you might say, Scoots, what's going on with your voice here? And hopefully, uh, I guess I won't. I was going to record some other segments, but I probably will only record this opening tonight. Because sometimes this happens. I get behind the mic and I say, oh boy, my voice is tired. And I know why tonight, because uh, I slept. This, I haven't slept good in a couple nights. And not, because of... Uh, Let's see, how do I explain this? But maybe this is relatable. That's why, because I had, oh, this is one I don't say in the interview, because I had something I'd been thinking about, something big, you could call it in quotes, coming up. Not super big. But I had an interview, and uh, maybe by the time you hear this, an interview will have come out. Maybe not, but uh, it was really short, and really everyone I was dealing with was very professional, and everything was very under control. There wasn't a lot for me to worry about. But, oh, boy, did I still worry. For two nights, I just did, haven't slept good. And now the interview's over. It's taken care of, and I got that buzz. Well, I still don't have the buzz yet because I'm like, oh, boy, did I do a good job? I think I did a good job. I do know I did almost my best, but I think fear got in a little way of me being my best. But, again, I say, well, I learned from this experience, so I'll be I'll know next time. The next time something like this comes up, I'll be more, well, it's interesting. You know, I'll be more apt to deal, easy, you know, have more experience. But I'll probably also do more prep. You know, I wasn't a debate. I wasn't in one of the debates, so I don't have anything to do with debate prep. Ideally, when you hear this, that's all been taken care of. All that debate stuff will be long over. 
Uh, but when you don't sleep good and you have a sleep podcast, you can affect your voice. I don't. I guess so. I'm, and I'm monitoring my audio so I can hear how creaky my dulcet tones are. My, well, I have creaky. These are extra on the creaky. Almost like there's not a frog in my throat, but like a frog's thingamajig. The, the, the thing that goes puffy on the frog. Um, but it's just from not sleeping good. Like I, and, and it was like it, it actually had, I was actually also tired. So the last two nights I went to bed early, like even earlier, like I've talked about sometimes like uh, my sleep routine is an hour before I want to go to sleep. To be asleep, I start winding down. But because I was stressed, I was tired, so I would just start winding down like an hour and 40 minutes before I wanted to be asleep. You know, what was like at 6 o'clock, no, not that early, but pretty early. And actually, I didn't have any trouble falling asleep. But then I would like, I kept dreaming these repetitive dreams about the interview or about stuff adjacent to it and then waking up. And then not being able to fall back asleep. And I don't say that to frighten anyone. You know, I know everyone, a large number of people that listen to podcasts. But I know tonight I'll probably sleep great because now it's done. And I don't know what my, I guess my point is sometimes it's baffling. Like, cause, uh, or, or sometimes it's just we're human beings. It's like I was stressed. I was a little bit worried. And it was an independent observer might say, well, it's baffling. You were worried because everybody's being nice to you. You were going to be on a control, you know, you knew like the, everything was planned out and you, you, you didn't have that big, you, you, you didn't have to improv anything. You just had to answer some questions and it was a really nice opportunity. And they say, yeah, but I have, like, I think I have two lizard blood. They talk about the, I think you have, and again, I don't know if this isn't on any of the anatomical charts, this kind of stuff is exactly when you say, where's that limbic system or the uh, limbs? You know, I say, how can we learn so much of it? I mean, this is a whole nother arena that I'm going to go on a tangent about. But how can they teach us so much time about the circulatory system and nothing about the lymph system? Like, is that a whole or is that my imagination? Do we have a whole nother set of tubes running through us with lymph in them or what? Because I want answers, and I want them now. Well, not right now, because I'm in the middle of a podcast intro. And I, could, I guess I could if you see, you see, well, if you pause the podcast for four seconds, Scooter, and you Google that, it'll come up. So you could find out in four seconds. And I say, well, I'm, but I'm, it's a kid, hey, brain, you're ruining my routine here. This is partially routine. Uh, so you don't really get the limbic. So that's that's different than the, there's the lymph system. Then there's the limbic system. I'm not sure what the limbic system is, but I think this plays into it. Is the you have the mammalian, you have the human brain, which is well known. Then you have the brain stem and the you know, and then the uh, the amygdala is in there. Uh, amygdala, the ganglia. That's a nerve. Somebody told me they said that doesn't have to do with the brain. Speaking of which, ganglion, ganglia is not great, but gang, what if what if I was go? What if what, what if I changed my thing from scooter to ganglion? Probably if I was in another universe, that would be a good sleep. Not on Earth, but you know, on U forty four. Hey, this is ganglion here. You know, drifting you out to the past the outer rings of Saturn with the bedtime story. 
your buddy Ganglion. It wouldn't be dearest gang, greatest, not greatest Ganglion. That's too gorgeous Ganglion. Those two don't go together. If your name's Ganglion, I guess that would be ironic or something. It'd be gorgeous. But anyway, I got distracted by Ganglion's gorgeousness. Uh, gorgeous. Uh, it's a uh, here it goes. CLC shorts, but gorgeous. Get uh, the gorgeous Ganglion's. Gorge, the gorgeous ganglion, gorge. Yeah, we could use gorge twice. Now I'm trying to do a tongue twister. I'm like eight things removed from where I'm supposed to be. The gorgeous gorge dwelling, okay, gorgeous gorge ganglion, gorgeous ganglions, gorge, and gourds in a gorge. Gorgeous ganglions, gorge, and gourds in a gorge. I, could, I guess it's not a tongue twister, probably because those G's. Uh, but that is pretty good. Gorgeous ganglions, gorge. I'm gourds in a gorge. Uh, just, sorry, I left it hanging there because I'm, I'm just picturing them doing it. Say, what does a ganglion look like? I say, anyway, let me get back. So I think I was, I have two lizard brains. That was, took like four or five minutes for me to get to. And so that was why I couldn't sleep the past two nights. Because each night, and I, can, I think I have a, like an overactive mammal brain. And I guess I don't know what part of that's in the ganglia and which part of it's in the amdigiala. Uh, and I see, what is that other one called? But it, it, like, uh, but I mean, we're human beings. I guess that's one thing about this podcast. If I can get one thing across to you, even if you don't like me, you're not going to listen I mean, you probably already stopped, but but uh, if you're skeptical, or you've really been having a rough go of it, you know, you're a, you're a human being. You're doing really the best you can. You know, this doesn't come with a we don't get come with even a user manual. Give forbid a a walkthrough on YouTube that you could check every day. And they say, well, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. It's two thirty p.m. Let me check my uh, day by day walkthrough. And they'd be like, oh, okay, breathe, you know, the, the, then you just check and you'd see yourself and they say, oh, breathe, breathe 20 times. And then, uh, you know, pick up that key that's hidden in the bush. But we don't get a walkthrough. So, you know, just, just uh, you know, sometimes we can't sleep because you say, well, why were you so stressed about this positive thing, Scooter? And I say, well, that's who I am sometimes, you know. And I'm learning. I am learning. I think I'm growing. So sometimes I have growing pains. Uh, you know, I say, geez, if you, you know, feel a little thick in the Allen, if you know what I'm saying, but uh, you probably don't. But uh, we could put a little bend in the old Seaver. You know, shine that up. You know, anyway, I better, I better stay away from those. Um, what was my point? So, so you, you know. Sometimes we can't sleep because it's baffling, and part of being part of being baffled is being a person, a human being on Earth. It's it's tough work out there, and that's part of why I make the show to to put all the jokes aside, is because I've been there. Just to be my my voice is creaky because I couldn't sleep, and I know how it feels to be lying there tossing and turning. And to be and to have that extra thing, which we're talking about right now, which is like, geez, things are going well, and I'm still freaking out sometimes. And I say, hey, kid, you know, let, let me let me give you a little, you know, rub that middle spot of your back, take a few breaths, and say, geez, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing here either. 
And they said, well, we're one person. I said, oh, great. Oh, boy. Sit down, kid. I got to, you know, do, let's look up, walk. let's just watch some walkthroughs on YouTube instead. Maybe Space Quest or something. Like any Roberta Williams games. And they say, well, those came out before YouTube. And they say, oh, great. So anyway, I guess I, what I mean is I'm glad you're here. Uh, we're all in the same boat for the most part. All, all our boats might look a little bit different or we might be some people are on, you know, one kind of sea. Somebody, I'm in a swamp, you know, some people are on a lake. Uh, but, you know, I, I guess I'm glad you're here. And I really hope I really yearn to help you fall asleep. So thanks for stopping by. Uh, this is one of my more favorite stories. Uh, Mariado Aire, the dizzy air. And they say, where's the dizzy air? Come, you know, I say, gather around, children. Do you have any questions about the dizzy air? They say, yeah, where, poor dentro. Where's the, di you know, where, I, oh, no, they say, where's the dizzy air? I say, poor dentro, inside me. And the children say, well, how do you know? I say, well, once una de esas, I used to be one of them. And they say, what? And I say, somos socios and partners with the dizzy air. And they say, what? And they say, no dulios entero entro. The whole nodule the dizzy air enters. And they say, what? And I say, who's next? Who's, who's got the next question? And they say, what? And they say, why don't you ask us the question? I say, okay, clarissimo de Harley suplata. Who wants to leave their silver for a bargain, for a tale? And the kid said, you really are the strangest storyteller in town. And I say, I'm the only one in this town, kid. That's why I'm the storyteller. And then I say, sakeme de aqui. Get me out of here, uh, silver, uh, dizzy air. And the kids say, what? And I say, yeah, por favor, please, please ask me. And the kids say, what? And I say, say lo juro no. I swear not. Uh, promete, kids. And they say, promise you? What are, you? what are you swearing and promising about? And they say, I think there's something with the storyteller. He's, he's stranger than normal. And I say, somewhere in Terada, somewhere buried within me, it's too much dizzy air. And they say, the kids say, well, what are you going to do? And I say, de gana, suena bien, the winning sounds good. And then the children, they, they, they did what children, good children do. They, you know, first they ran away, but not too far. And then they watched me from afar. And then they grabbed a stick and they, you know, they, they said, uh, they were touching my foot with the stick. And they said, Mr. Storyteller, are you okay? And I said, Opina. And they said, they said, Usted es el tipo más intelligent. You're the most intelligent type of storyteller we have because you're the only one. Uh, K hey and me vida. The kid said, "The only storyteller I have in my life, because you know these these were strict days. If you were, you know, you couldn't go outside of your what you were told." And I said, "Yeah, I think I think we need to quest." I said, "I'm not sure." I said, "I've lost. I've been dizzied with air, and making even less sense than normal." The kid said, "What do we need to do?" I said, "Saken sume ireste." 
He said, I'm sorry, you storyteller. What did you say? I said, take it out and add it and then subtract it. And they said, okay. What do you mean? And I said, in me apoca nadie palava. In my time, nobody peeled air out. But they said, we're going to have to peel all our air out. Sakin sume ireste. And then I said, Sakin sume ireste. And then we started chanting, Sakin sume ireste. And then they said, well, how are we going to pee? And I said, well, let's run. So we ran a lot. And then they said, uh, El cobre acitan de frente. Copper as to front. I got the kid with the copper-colored hair in front because he reminded me of my brother. And then I said, uh, uh, looked at these clouds. They said, de las esposas. Those clouds are the wives of the dizzy air. Uh, low respect, uh, we respect those clouds. Uh, que damos bien. And then the kid, the copper kid said, Conceto, can I give you some advice? Uh, de be un, un encontre. I must have found, uh, because I found this whistle. He said, uh, le doy o okay espere. Should I give it to you or what or wait? And I said, give it to me. That's a good idea that it'll subtract my air. So Puesto, after he gave me that, Aquare, I said, kids, plug your ears. Agree you're going to plug your ears. But then as I went to lift the my, the whistle, Empezo Propio, it started whistling on its own. And the kid said, what are you going to do now? And I said, pendiente sobrino favoroto. He said, pending the, when I have a favorite. I think I said, do I have a favorite nephew? said, pending that choice, maybe it's, I said, I can't say it out loud. And then some kids said, Ave verisme a la orden, let me know what you want to order. And I said, go to the, I said, go to the um, nearest fast food place, order one drink, and then bring us, what do we need, 45 straws. So he, he, he ran off, and uh, this young woman said, lo conoces, no. You know not, and I said, no, it's not. I said, we spent enough money at that fast food place. Uh, costo, it's cost me. So, uh, and she said, confiar ole dando, are you hating the trust you place in the fast food places? And then the kid came running with the straws. I said, Tenerlos, um, I must have them. And then I forgot I was going to share the straws with the kids, but then I put 45 straws in my mouth. And then someone said, Pongo Cabeza Recordar. Did you put it in your head to remember to take the straw paper off? I said, no. And I said, Apoyar, support uh, me oeste. You heard me. Uh, everybody help me get these straw wrappings off. Now that they're wet, it's going to be even harder. Uh, Lo siento, estas locas. This is crazy trying to get this paper off. But I said, Kramey, trust me, this is going to fix it. I said, perdón, mentiriosa, I didn't mean to make you lie and take those straws, so I'll go pay for those. And then I put the straws in my mouth. I said, mentiras, mentiras, antesora, lies, lies before me now. Crele debe estar. And then I blew out with all my might, and I said, no me toques. Uh, Vias displaced, and then I blew all the air out. So then it was quiet for a while, but, you know, I'm not doing that now. 
Uh, then my started like later because obviously I was exhausted. I had to lie down. So then I it, it subtracted. Then I think I added the air back in by breathing. And I said, uh, well, the kid said, what are you doing? I said, well, my lungs do it. Uh, sake, sube, sake. It just takes up air and then takes up air. Soltar releases air. And the kid said, uh, what are we going to do? I said, I feel like a new wave of vida afuera, a new life outside here. Te lo juro, I swear this is our new life. And I said, air, uh, por favor, confie in me. Please trust me. Explito, to, explico todo. I'm going to explain everything. And the kids kind of looked at me. I said, well, I got to do, I said, no me te, te hagas la loco. I'm, don't worry, kids. I won't make you crazy by being myself. You're with loco con el tío, tío loco. And I prometo, don't worry, I'm going to keep all the dizzy air, largo de acá, over here. So, comete. And they said, quieto. And they said, watch out. And then I blew all the dizzy air back out of me. Uh, but I could still feel some, you know, suelta that's loose inside me. And they said, maldita sea, you know, darn it. And then I, the kid said, well, how are you going to get the rest of the dizzy air out? And I said, well, the best way I know how is to sing. So I started singing Somos uh, Familia, you know, We Are Family. You know, and they, the kid said, who sings that? And they said, good question. I can't sing it too much because it, uh, and I said, I'm not sure either. Uh, it's from this, it's from like a wedding party, weddings in the 80s. They said, maybe, they said, I don't know. They said, I, I can't remember the second. And then I started dancing, dancing. The kids said, que hace? So I said, well, I'm dancing while I'm singing. And they said, bengan, rapido, come quickly. And I said, hacer algo malo, like do some wrong, da wrong dancing, not dirty dancing, obviously, kids. Like, and they said, what's that? They said, <laughs> Just do some dancing. Dance like you don't. Dance like you don't mean it. Like you do though. Dizzy dancing. And they said, "Well, can you do some dances?" And I said, "You want to no me no te lleves. You want don't take me on in the dance off." And they said, "What is the name of the dancer you're doing now?" And I said, "Well, this is the sweater estaba sucio, the dirty sweater dance. I'm taking my dirty sweater off, and I'm throwing it in the laundry." While I sing We Are Family, taking my dirty sweater off, throwing it on laundry over here. And now I'm swinging my sweater, swing, swing, swinging my sweater around my head. And then I said, then I, you know, then it got wild for a sleep podcast, you know, this is tough. But I said, always stay. Do you hear? And the kid said, hear what? And I said, my sweater's dirty. And then they pointed at me because I didn't, I didn't have a shirt on under my sweater. And they said, cool, cool, Lord, de Piel Blanco. And, you know, you got some, you, you, you need some sun, kid. And I said, pantalor rosado. And then I said, a shirt, shirtless around kids makes you esposado, handcuffed. And then the kid said, what are you doing now? I said, I'm calling Esperando Yamato. I'm on call waiting. Then I did some uh, record scratching, Registia. And then the kids, I think they pretended it was an adult. I said, Carajos te pasa, you know, what's wrong with you? 
And I said, my sweater's dirty, Culpatuya, it's your fault for spilling your drink on me. And then this kid, this other kid, she, she thought of this other dance. She said, uh, uh, try, try Mela, bring it to me. And then she said, uh, Pasaba, so are you spending to have your sweater cleaned? I said, yeah. And then she said, I'm washing it. And then she said, I just noticed your sweater's uh, moral. And I said, are you just, just Godome? Are you judging me? No, es cierto. And then someone else did this dance, siempre que ya donte, dote, like the always complaining dance. They said, you're always complaining. And then I said, Encina de Toda, you're on top of everything. Yo, hey, hecho, that I've ever done. And then some kids were doing this dance called the La Boca, where they were pretending they were giant mouths. That was funny. Then they said, can you think of another dance? I said, Doblar Atreves, a double dare dance. None of the kids, they said, what's double dare? And then, you know, then that ruined the dancing because I I explained to them what double dare was. And then they didn't want to dance. They wanted to play double dare. I'm talking about the TV show Double Dare. And he said, what's what's a double dare? And I said, you've been slimed. So that kind of killed the dancing. And then we all noticed that I was breathing fine. And back to like abnormally normal and all the dizzy air was gone. Then we set up our own double dare course, and that was it. Good night. Okay, so we're talking episode 60 here, and it starts with a flashback to the RV bus day. It's a bus in this case. And Walt is, uh, and Jose, Walt's in his, uh, what does this say? Walt is in his, uh, Oh, his bleached black sweatshirt. That looks like it had bleach. Uh, Jose's in that one. That looks like it had bleach poured on it. And Walt's in his Tyvek suit. Jose has some Air Jordan-type sneakers on, just like the season one, episode one, or episode two, whenever Walt uh, got honest with Jose about how he was feeling. And first I thought they they were kind of talking about money, but then I realized what they were talking about. Uh, Walt's really kicked back in his uh, chair. He's got uh, yellow boots on, very slouchy posture. Uh, the name of the episode is Ozzy. I can't ever say this. It's the guy from uh, The Watchmen, Ozzy Man. I don't know how to say it. Uh, but the, 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 like, uh, uh, what do they call it? What, it was a philosopher that always used it uh and then now Muskie thinks that. It's like, oh, World of War just in their imagination. Evil genius. Don't worry. There's no, this podcast is free from that. Both things. Uh, but it says uh, this is the end. This is at the end of the last episode. Uh, Gomez is going. Oh, yeah, because then we get back to the end of the episode where Gomez decided to take a walk away. Then Henry does some crawling around, like, I think he was trying to break dance. And then Walt says, please, Henry, don't break dance. Because then Pato's uncle said, well, I break, you know, can you do a windmill? And they said, what about spinning on your head? So then they did this break dancing, you know, like, they said, get Alfonso Ribeiro over here, man. They didn't even have cardboard. 
But then Walt tries to bribe the, he wants Henry to win so bad because Henry wanted to get this, like, uh, patch that you would have won if you won. But then Pato's uncle's like, you know, we, we won. Clearly he's the best break dancer, that guy. So then Walt and they go back and forth and uh, then they, he says, Henry, are you going to be okay with losing? And Henry says, fine, I'm not the best break dancer. Por favor. Excuse me. And Henry laughs very well, and then, you know, that's it. They say, well, that's the breakdancing contest. That's the end of that. But, you know, when Walt was trying to affect the outcome, he, you know, talked about how he had $80 million there. So then, uh, then Henry's like, okay, well, I'll just leave. You know, if I don't win, I'm going home. Uh, like, uh, and then he said, no, I'm going to go on the road with Gomez and break dance out, you know, not here. And then, uh, you know, so that's him and Gomez were gone. They said, we're going, we're leaving the show and doing a break dancing tour. So then the uncle makes a speech, uh, Wolf falls down and he says, I can't believe that Henry's not the best break dancer. Pato says, oh, I can find Walt's money because I have it written on my hand. Walt kind of lies down in shock. They take his money. Beto seems very torn as they dig for Walt's money, and they find it under this pallet and plastic and buried in the barrels. And, of course, everyone's happy. They just found $80 million freaking dollars. And they load the money onto a truck, but Beto again is torn. His arms are at his side. And he says to his uncle something about Walt, because what's the next move? And Petto helps Walt get up. He says, but Walt, you know, he goes, it's only breakdancing, man. And Walt was still silent. And then the uncle and Walt, they seem like they get philosophical, but it's a one-sided conversation with the uncle. And he tells Walt to calm down, too. He says, this is only a breakdancing thing. Nothing got broken. That's the weird thing about breakdancing. Just break, you know, it's, it's, he goes, I guess it's mistitled. Uh, he goes, you know, if you do the wrong move, you could. And then he shakes Walt's hand, but Walt says, well, I'd still like to see Jose Miguel, uh, Jose Miguel breakdance. So then they say, well, let's get him out here. Let's, let's get it. And, and Jose says, not without a. Uh, not without cardboard, man. And he begs Walt. He says, I don't want to ruin my clothes. You know, these are stylish threads I have. I don't want to just break dance without cardboard. Jose's face is very good. And then Walt gives him a very long speech. But I, was, I wondered if it was a coded speech or not. And I'm not sure. I put a star there, but I'm not sure. Then Jose, who kind of limps, goes off. Beto's crew drives off. Walt gets in his car. He's thinking. Puts on his seatbelt. Important lesson there. His car won't start then. Seatbelt's on. Car won't start. And there's no gas. And it reminded me of the first or second episode when the RV bus didn't make it. And then Walt did have his own personal barrel of money that they gave him. So he gets it out of the trunk of his car, and then this fun music starts to play, uh, and uh, Walt gets the barrel out. I was wondering if it would be too heavy to get out, to be honest. You know, not to be like Mr. Continuity, but I was like a barrel of a million dollars, or ten million actually, be pretty heavy. 
I put K, Y. Then he starts to roll the barrel down and up a hill, really hard, really muddy. Bolt had black suede shoes on. Please stay off of my black suede shoes, pod boy, is what he said. Don't talk about them. And I said, well, they're black suede shoes now. But I said, did I ever tell you about the time I was so happy I got brown suede shoes with uh, sneaker soles and, and Velcro? And I thought they were smooth in grammar school. Oh, yeah, I cried. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, once I got to school, I thought I was going to be the, they said, this is it. These shoes are going to change all my problems. They have brown suede and Velcro and sneaker-like uh, rubber. They're from the discount shoe store on Geddes Street when you have six kids in your family. You know, and your parents are smart, that's where you get your shoes. And the only thing that came handy was that sneaker thing because I had to run, you know, run, run home and cry. Anyway, back to the story. Well, old guy's repairing a truck, a construction truck, like a a piece of equipment, not a truck. And Walt says, hey, can you fix my car? He goes, no, no, I only fix trucks, bro. And Walt said, what if I give you more money? He goes, no, no, I'm fixing, I'm fixing this truck. You know, I don't fix cars. And then Walt buys a pickup truck from him and drives off. And then we have Maria. She pulls up to the car wash. She has no purple on Cielo's on the phone. Maria's very happy. She kisses Junior. She's like so pleased. She's almost smug. And she asks to talk to Cielo. Now, this part literally crushed me. It is so funny. I mean, right before, not funny, but uh, Junior was pretending to work. He was shining a canister of bungee cords, like a plastic canister of bungee cords. He was shining them. And then they're like, oh, we could leave you in charge, Junior. And I'm like, well, I guess he's, if you want to sell any shiny bungee cord containers. And then they're in the office. They did notice a, Maria's blouse was light purple and blue. And uh, let's see, Glenn's does, Maria grins, is that what that says? Does a head twitch. And she says, hey, Walt's busted. And then she's very harsh and growing harsher. Cielo cries as Maria kind of pours it on. And she says something like, but you are my sister. Maria's eyes are even wet, uh, but she wants something from Cielo. Her family, I couldn't tell. And Maria, at some point, just breaks Cielo down. And then Cielo wipes her nose and just stares. Next we see Jose's petos, and they're like... Uh, uh, Jose's pretending to be a cat, a Petto's cat, and he eats an apple. Oh, no, Petto eats apple, uh, looks at the uh, weather. What does that mean? Looks at weather. Not sure what that means, but he climbs up a ladder. He lowers a ladder. Jose won't accept Petto's help. Then they go in a lab to cook together, and there's a picture of Andre and Byron. It says, hey, are you going to be a number one worker? Uh, for these two, and Jose, I don't know, I didn't put anything, but Jose wasn't happy, you know. Then Cielo and Maria tell Junior, who kind of freaks out, he says, my dad's a drug dealer, he's kind of mad and unhappy. Maria keeps calling him Morgan to try to win him over, he says, I want to see my pa. And he's like, and Maria's like, no, 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 he's in jail, and she tries to talk to him, but he is mad, double exclamation point. 
And we see Cielo's kind of left alone to stare and cry for a second, understandably. And then Walt's back to the house. He's grabbing luggage and clothes and run. He does like a lot of where you run on hardwood floors and then you slide because you're running so fast. He did that like three times. And then Cielo and Junior drive up. They see like a weird vehicle. And Cielo tries to explain what's happening. And Junior's mad. Oh, no, they're in the car. She's trying to explain to Junior who's mad. And, uh, no, Junior's in a better mood. That's what that says. My notes say that. Contradict what I was saying. Uh, Valentina's playing in the back. Then we see the pickup truck. Walt's looking, loading up the truck. He says, we need to get out of here. We got to get on the road. And Junior wants to argue. And Walt's like, we got to roll, kid. And then Cielo puts Valentina in a playpen, and Walt tries to explain, and then they're like, well, where's Henry at? And he's like, him and Gomez are breakdancing. we got to get to their first gig so we can see them breakdance. And he said, I'm the, I'm the cardboarder. Like, I'm the one that's supposed to have the cardboard for him, and you're supposed to be the spritzers. And, Junior, you need to learn how to beatbox. And we need batteries for a boombox. And Cielo then figures it out. And she's like, what? You No, we're not doing that. We're adults. And Junior doesn't. He said, you're going to pull me out of school to go on a breakdancing tour with three 50-year-old men. And Cielo's like, what am I going to do? My husband's having a midlife, you know, he wants to be a breakdance assistant. And she says, well, you get out. You go ahead and go. We're not going to deal with you. We're going to live a normal, we're try to live a normal life here. And Junior's trying to do what he wants to do, but Walt gives his speech, you know, the angry men give, you know, how could my family not support me one? And Junior says, hit the road, man. And then Walt rolls, but he says, what about the Valentina? Does she want to be a breakdancing assistant? And Cielo says, no, she doesn't, but Walt says, well, let's try. So then Walt and Valentina, he gets her some gear, a cat, catnip cap, like that, so she could look like a cat. Uh, then we're at the house, Cielo, Miri, and Junior are there with some uh, people that are, like, anti-breakdancing, and they're on the case, breakdance intervention squad, B-I-S, Breakdance Intervention Squad, or BDIS. And Walt calls, he tries to fake them out. He also has duct, he's already getting into gear. He's got duct tape hands. You know, I think that was going to be his nickname. Probably because he was duct taping cardboard. And he says something that surprises Cielo. And then Walt makes like a wicked long speech, uh, Toto something. And then I, I was like, is he making a big apology? But he's not. And Cielo says, I don't want my daughter becoming a breakdancer at such a young age. Uh, so then Valentina's taking a nap, and then we see some chess-playing firemen. And then the guy hears something, and then Valentina's in a fire truck with a note that says she's not going to be a breakdancer. And then we see Walt on the side of the road. He's got a barrel and two suitcases, barrel full of money. And two suitcases. Then we hear Saul's doing voiceover. Walt's holding his injured hand, you know, saying, well, I don't know if I'll be able to break dance. I think he got a paper cut when he was trying to do cardboard. 
And then the vacuum cleaner truck pulls up, which I think is their tour bus. And Walt loads in his barrel and his bags in the truck as Walt Saul talks about uh, a Ninguna, you know, something. And then there's ominous music, and the truck drives off, and the episode comes to a close. Uh, so we're talking season 10, season 5, episode 10, it's, no, 14, I think, yeah. Uh, I can't find my, yeah, season 5, episode, Azimadias, Azimadias, or whatever. The guy, you know, I already said it, but the dude from uh, The Watchmen. Uh, let's see. I'm having trouble. Uh, okay, let's see. Wind water comes to boil quickly. So there's water that comes to a boil. It looks like it's in some sort of uh, a flask. Not sure if it's an Erlenmeyer flask. Uh, an RV. We see it's an RV cook. It's bag flashback. But I think I couldn't tell. I didn't read anything in the production. So I don't know when it was shot. I think it was shot in season five, though, because Will and Jesse are talking about stuff. What's next, Jesse says. And we wait while it says, while the reactions begin. You know, because Will's like, you know, if we had something cold, we could cool it more quickly. This is exothermic. Uh, and then Jesse says, why don't you put me in a coma? And Will says, what would you say? And he says, nothing. Don't worry about it. Also, I noticed when Walt was talking, Jesse's mouth was open, like, uh, in this funny way, like, almost in, like, like bored but disbelief. And then Jesse goes, he looks like he's in smoke, and Walt's like, oh, no, no. And Jesse's like, no, 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 it's not like an, I'm an idiot. He goes, Jesse's like, like, I'm in, like, I'm an idiot, like, I'm in a smoke in here. And Walt goes, like, you're an idiot. And you can see their little relationship that we always knew was there. And then they go out of the RV, and then Walt strips down to his... T- or Jesse sees Walt's butt in his tidy white. He sees gross. He says, oh, gross. Ugh. And Walt's like, shut up, man. I'm just a man in my tidy whiteies. And then this was an interesting scene. Walt walks off, and I couldn't tell... You see, he's talking about Bogdan, Bogdan, and I couldn't quite hear it the first time I watched it. And I said, what is going on here? And then Walt calls Skyler, who's packing a box, like, holy Skyler predicting the present day when I'm recording this, but she's doing this ceramic clown lamp. Uh, she's packing a ceramic clown lamp into a box. Sleep. Oh, the clown's asleep with its hands up. It has a blue collar, just in case you're wondering, you know, thinking about picking one up. And Waltz, then Walt says, oh, Bogdan says, I don't get the receipts. You know, I got can't, can't make it home. He's got a stick up his butt about the receipts. So I got to stay. I can't get out of it. Uh, I think he practiced first. Uh, is that what he said? I don't know. I got it mixed up. But he, he says, hey, I'm going to be late. Waltz lies, tendency to lie. And Skyler says, how about you pick up some pizzas on the way home? Two for one at Venezio's. Oh, by the way, I got good news. I sold that hideous crying clown of yours. Uh, your favorite piece. Uh, she says, nine bucks more than we paid for it. And the goes, what do you think about the name Holly? Or maybe Skyler said that. But then I started rewatching it around 149, I think. 
And because you know, so Walt stepped away from the RV pretty far up a hill. So then down the hill is the RV, and Jesse's outside. And he has a stick. He's kind of pretending it's a lightsaber, and he's sword fighting with an invisible character or a baseball bat, and he's jumping off rocks. But once he jumps off rocks, you go, okay, so he's lightsabering. And then Walt goes, what do you think about a fan? Or maybe Skyler said it again. I didn't write it down. But uh, they say, hey, why don't we go to Train Town or something? Uh, I think that, what was it called? Let me see if I wrote it here. Oh, Family Weekend at Tinkertown. Sold. And this is how he's really growing on me. Then Walt hangs up, and he has this panicked, odd, sad look on his face. It's almost like empty. And then Walt fades away. Then Jesse fades away. Then the RV fades away. And then the episode opens. Then there's some sound effects when the episode comes back. Uh, and uh, then it's silent, and there's dust, and there's a showdown. And then Hank's crawling, you know, because it's a break. I think I talked about that Hank and uh, Steve want to become break dancers. This is what this whole part of this scene's about. And believe it or not, what's odd is that Todd's uncle is a breakdancing critic, so he says, Simmer down, Sparky. You're no breakdancer. And Walt says, I'm going to fund their breakdancing. And, and he says, Well, I'm the biggest. Bra- this is what Todd's uncle just talk about irony. He says, I'm the biggest. Bra-. He goes, I'm like the. Uh, you know, if you took David Denby and combined him with uh, Anthony Lane and then combined him with A.O. Scott. Combine him with Roger Ebert, Gene Siskel, uh, and everybody else. He goes, I'm that guy for breakdancing. He goes, I may, you know, he goes, have you seen Birdman? And what goes, Birdman's not out yet. He goes, exactly. He goes, but it's based, he goes, the character in Birdman is based on me for plays. He goes, I'm that for breakdancing. And everyone's like, is breakdancing, there's really breakdancing critics? There's enough, he goes, well, there's only enough to support one critic, breakdancing critic, me, the best critic. And Walt goes, I'll tell you what, I'll give you 80 million, uh, you know, cardboard credits. And if you, you know, give the, he goes, these are two 50-year-old men. They're never going to be the top breakdancers. And then Hank even says his name. He goes, I'm A to the S to the A to the C. I'm the ASAC, you know, mo, mo, mo. The Shrade and the Fade with the, with the Maiden, the sh- sh- Raiders, like the Shraders. Uh, I'm the ASAC with the Wiggity Whack. And we'll go see. And then he, the guy goes, no, 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 I'm not going to fund. He goes, I'm going to squash their breakdancing career with my next article. And we'll go I don't care. I, I, we have a dream, a shared dream. And Hank goes, well, you're the smartest guy I know, but you still don't get it. And then, it, well, I think, but I think really Hank wanted to break away from Walt. He goes, we're po- me and Hank, me and Steve are going to be post break dance, maybe. Uh, which basically meant they didn't want. Like I think they thought Walt's management was holding them back, so they break out of there, but not in break dancing. And this whole thing confuses the heck out of Todd because he was like, I thought this was a math business. So he's torn, but they still, the critic says, well, I'm going to take the money anyway because you said you were paying me. So Walt lies down because he's lost his breakdancers and his money.
Then Todd and his uncle talk, and they leave a barrel of money for Walt. And I think this was the plot of Breaking Four, uh, Barrel Blues. was what, breaking, breaking Four, uh, Barrel Blues. It was like a Turbo was a grandfather, just like Walt. And he said, the critic said, I think this is the whole thing. Was I think this is the plot of Breaking Four, Barrel, barrel Blues. Maybe it was Blues Barrel. And maybe they got sued because it's too close to Blues Brothers. But anyway, he said, the critic said, I'm going to leave you $10 million in cardboard credits. See if you could, you know, see if you can find some young, fresh, you know, fresh B-boys and B-girls. Hint, hint, Walt. You know, start to expand the breakdancing scene beyond, you know, you know, School of Ribeiro. And, you know, that's it. Take the money. And he goes, you know, don't also don't, you know, I'm the best critic. So don't try to criticize my criticism. And uh, he even says, like, what's with all the greed and breakdancing? It's unattractive. And then Todd says, sorry for your loss. But I think what he said is, you know, I'm a break. I could be a breakdancing a breaker, Walt. Yeah, yeah, the uncle says, hey, he snaps him. Walt's face, we're leaving you a barrel. My nephew respects you. Walt still stares. He goes, are we square? You know, you're not going to criticize my criticism. And they shake. And then go, well, goes, Pinkman. You promised me Pinkman. And then he says, yeah, if you could find him, well, well he, goes, cause he goes, he was my breaking prodigy. And Walt goes, found him. So they say, we'll take Jesse. Je-, and Todd says, me and Jesse could break dance together. Electric bo- Boogaloo 5. And they said, no, 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 it's breaking five, not electric. Electric boogaloo is breaking two, electric boogaloo. Can't have it. Sorry, Todd, you're not, you know, maybe you're a good break dancer. And Walt says, I thought we were getting B-girls, like not just B-boys. And then um, let's see what else happened other than break dancing. Oh, Walt faces Jesse. He says that, yeah, he he knew a break dancer that was better than Jesse, Jane. Then everyone drives off. Jesse's not happy about that. Walt goes to leave. He looks in the mirror. He looks at the ground or a grand or something, a G, and then a bunch of letters with a D. He swallows and he drives off, but his car dies on the road because it didn't have gas. Then there's whistling spaghetti western music, and Walt rolls his barrel uh, times are getting hard, boy. That was the song going. I tried twice with the woman in my phone, but she couldn't figure it out. Walt rolls his barrel. He buys a truck that is not for sale. Closes up the back. Again, I didn't think he'd be able to lift the barrel, but, you know, that's just picky being picky. Also, no offense, but if the barrel's sealed, you're better off lying it. Well, maybe not if you strapped it down. I, I guess I'm wrong about that. Then we see Marie, she's at the car wash, a Graham-faced, oh, Grim-faced. Walt, Walt Jr. hugs her, she walks in. She says, your mom and I need to chat, Flynn. Can you hold down the fort? And then they go in the office, they sit, and they kind of stare at each other in silence. And then Marie tells Skylar that uh, Hank and Steve are dropping Walt as their breakdancing instructor, manager. And how happy she is. And then, uh, you know, she's in disbelief. And then she says, you know, it's really Walt's the one that blew their career. She goes, they could not be happier.
And she goes, I barely know who you are, Skylar. And Skylar looks down. She's just breathing. She's stunned. And she goes, hey, she basically says, Hank and Steve are going to make it. So Walt's not a, you know, he's nothing. And she goes, now dry your eyes and get Flynn in here and tell him that Hank's the new breakdancing dad in the town. And tell him everything. I mean everything. He needs the truth. And Skylar's like, no, 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 please, I don't want to tell him. And Skylar's look, I didn't write down the timestamp, but you'll be able to find it. It's unbelievable. Then we have Jesse and Todd at this breakdancing laboratory that Todd's designed. And Jesse sees that Todd's even thinking about Brock as another breakdancer. And then he says, let's cook. That's uh, Todd's, you know, instead of saying let's dance, Todd says, let's cook. Then we see Junior getting the news from Skylar. He doesn't believe it. And he's like, if this is true, why, how did you keep it from me? This secret, you're a liar, Mom. Uh, then, you know, they're like, just try and breathe. He says, just try. That's what's, uh, what's her name says, uh, Marie. He says, really? And then uh, Marie says, go home and re regroup and I'll stop by later. And then we see Walt is at the house getting clothes. His portrait, we, we get a couple shots of that hand, of the drawn portraits of the family. No portrait of Holly yet. But Walt's getting baby clothes. And then Skyler pulls up in the car. Or no, she's driving at first, and the seatbelt bell's going out over and over. And she goes, Flynn, can you put your seatbelt on? And he says, you're kid, kid. He goes, you're joking, right? You, you really care, you think I care about a seatbelt? And he says, if this is all true, you're as bad as him. And then they pull up and Walt says, come on inside a pack. We're going on a breakdancing tour. And they say, what? And he says, just listen to me. And then Walt scatters like, I heard you got fired. Well, who are you breakdancing touring with? He goes, a, a recruiting tour. And she goes, what about me and your your son and I? And Walt goes, no, 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 no. And then she goes, well, what what happened with Hank and Steve? Did they? He goes, they, he goes, don't you guys trust me? I can make breakdancing without Hank and Steve. I can make dances break. And he goes, Skylar, I have $11 million in cardboard credit here. We can make a fresh start. And I'm talking about fresh as fresh can be. Fresh as the prince, you know, fresher than Bel Air, fresher than Febreze. We'll be like, renews it, baby. Everything's going to be fine. And then Junior says, Dad, talk to me. And then Skylar says, you know what, hit the road. You know, you know, you know, she goes, it took us just five seasons to figure out you can't, that this whole show's been about breakdancing. It just came out of nowhere. Your obsession with breakdancing. Don't say one more word. And then Walt says, what is wrong with you guys? We're a family, you know, breaking for family, you know, family breakup. That's what Skyler says. That's it. Breaking six, the family breakup. And Walt says, well, I'll just teach Holly how to break dance. And there's ominous music. Then we see koala care stickers and a baby changing table. Walt's changing Holly. She says, I, I think I want to dance with Mama to Papa. Walt's already ready. He's got some duct tape in his hands. I think he's thinking he's going to break dance. He hugs her. Then we see Skylar Jr. and Marie. Walt calls. Skylar picks up the phone. 
Walt does this whole Heisenberg, you know, uh, male, oh, you never believed in me. I wanted to be, uh, but I couldn't tell if Walt was uh, acting or he knows he's been double-crossed and it's over. And Skyler says, why don't you just give up on this dream, Walt, like everybody does. And he goes, he's still got some things left to do. And he says, I guess Holly won't be a breakdancer. I'll just leave her. And he just drops her off. And then we see the barrel and three bags. And Walt's in the same spot as Jesse was, like either flood control or a monument. And a ride pulls up. The side of the door opens. Walt gets in. And he looks in the side view mirror. And he's off. And then an old dog crossed the path. And the dog, you know, dogs have been referred, you know, recurring thing on the show so the old dog crosses as they pull away and the episode ends i want to say thanks to itunes reviews uh, uh from australia ama 77 works every night without fail anxiety and that in spite of spiraling thoughts it helped make it hard to sleep that was until i discovered this podcast Soft meandering voice of scoops is the best. Uh, rarely make it past the first half of the episode. Best podcast ever. Thank you. AMA 77 from Australia. How about uh, Sun Urban? Sun Urban Goddess. Uh, not Suburban, Sun Urban uh, from the USA. Hush, hush, hush. Uh, really, this podcast is a metaphor. Well, one invites for a guess when one invites when they want results. Feminine Mala says, I don't know how this works, but it totally does. And it's amazing. Thanks. Uh, Jay Sava from New Zealand. So good. This podcast is so good. Help me sleep. Z, Z, Z. Thank you, Jay Sava. And J-J-K-L-E-K-D-K-D-I from the U.S. says, awesome. Best podcast ever. Keep up the good work. Uh, thank you so much for the reviews. If you want to review the podcast, just got to go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. Uh, over on YouTube, I want to thank everybody that's coming on YouTube. Robert B. Uh, laughing at the snakeskin Willie. Mackay wanted to put their brothers to sleep so they could play the Xbox. Commissioner V was our third review at Tomato Mode. Melena D uh, yawned forty times. Yawned more times in the forty minutes. Uh, Joan W came by a video. Maggie D had a dream uh, caused by the podcast, but then fell asleep. That's good. Uh, Dommel uh, loves it. Thanks, Dommel. Uh, Bella uh, fell asleep in ten minutes. Uh, Deborah B to W. Very nice. Alicia will always support the podcast. Thank you. Jody, the only thing that works for Jody. Thanks, Jody. Uh, it looks like Zach got a kick out of the Knox night. Oh, no, Priscilla. Uh, uh, ten minutes to sleep. Jess, uh, we're still taking uh, SASEs. Aldo Alex, this is great. Thanks, Aldo. And that's it. Thanks and good night, everybody.